be shift boss. Okay, radio check. Yeah, radio's working fine. Yeah, copy all personnel. Yeah, copy, mate. There's a chair in the vet bag. Yeah, stitch her up there. Thanks, mate. Yeah, right, copy that. Right. You'd be glad to know that um, last week's... Uh, last fortnight's Channel 9 News exceeded the amount of downloads for all the rest of them. So we are climbing <laughs> from the uh, strong correlation with your entrance, TK. And you'd be very glad to know I quadrupled my LinkedIn followers. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> In a double digits. <laughs> it's gone viral, man. I'll keep, I'll keep tagging you, it, but it's probably, probably absolutely wasting me time because he's... <laughs> there was a lot of Kennys that liked. That's right. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. of yeah. Kennys. There's a shitload <laughs> of them. He's <laughs> got five kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I figured that. Yeah. Welcome, lads. Yeah, cheers. cheers. How's the vibe in life, investing life? Yeah, this yeah, week has been quite vibrant, actually. It seems to be got, uh, you know, the, the busyness of the last few weeks has carried on. So, yeah, there seems to be a lot of optimism out there and uh, obviously on the back of things like Pilbara's result. Mm-hmm. And the lithium sort of market seems to have really got a, a fire underneath it. So, yeah, I'd say it's a very positive environment we find ourselves in. Yeah, very good. And as I said, the strong, the shaking the tin amount is the biggest leading indicator, I think. It's of the barometer. Mining. Yeah. It is. Unofficial. And that did quieten down a little bit, actually, uh, last week, because the market did have a couple of little hiccup sessions. And... Uh, you know, there's still of the opinion, you know, there's this big debate between the next rate rise in the US. Is it going to be 50 basis points? Is it going to be 75? So they'll just wait for the next set of numbers uh, to come through with regard to CPI and so on uh, before the Federal Reserve makes that decision. So um, the, the, the underlying thesis is that rates are going to continue to rise both uh, in the US and elsewhere around the globe. Um, you know, you had some big inflation numbers out of Europe last week. Uh, inflation uh, uh, numbers, you know, approaching double digits, similar to the US. So, you know, the, the, the thematic is the same. But mm. um, more importantly, I uh, went to the Darren Field Day yesterday, Matt. <laughs> oh, I'll just about before that, I'll just like to compliment on the how you um, seamlessly entered into the macro talk without well, even being asked. without being invited. <laughs> yeah. That was very well T- done. TK and sort of jumped the gun and tried to steal my thunder. So yeah, I just very hard sort of, to get a word in edgewise here. I just sort of garnered Matt. it back, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's just like yeah. Remember I who we runs, had a routine. Remember here. who's the top dog around here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah very, yeah, very nice. Yeah. Uh, what is the uh, – please explain this. What is it? The Darren Field Day. They get about 40,000 people uh, over two days. At uh, It's an agricultural field day uh, uh, two hours east of Perth and uh, where all the, uh, you know, the farm machinery and anything associated with farm show their wares. And, uh, yeah, it's it's massive. And, you know, driving out through uh, 2J and Gamaling, it's just uh, – uh, a sea of yellow flowers, which is canola, because that's the the cash crop at the moment. So, yeah, I can uh, I can recommend that <laughs> next year. But, but it's fair to say you came back a bit excited on the uh, the weed sprayer, though. Though, yeah, they, they've got a a, <laughs> uh, a boom spray now that can you know pick out individual target individual mm. weeds through using uh, sensors and yeah, all sorts of drones shit. that like AI. There's AI yeah. that picks out individual weeds. Yeah, and just goes it, nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe so we can get something like that for our stocks in our portfolio. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Couldn't get any fucking worse. 
<laughs> bit of a bloody, bit of a spraying overall. Yeah. Uh, well, there, there was the version in New South Wales. I forget what it was called, but um, I have been to that before. Invigorating yeah, experience. Yeah, no, no. I, the, the, the ag sector is booming at the moment, yeah. and although their uh, their costs are going through the roof. Ag quip. That was the New yeah. South Wales one was ag quip. Ag quip, yeah. okay. No, the, the sector's booming. I digress. Oh, there you go. Precision, uh, precision funds making their way into the agricultural sector. You heard it here first. Well, there we go. We've got a bit to uh, a bit to cover today. We're going to go through Pilbara Minerals results, Strike Energy, uh, Maca, bit of a bidding war between NRW and Tease, BHP's result. Uh, we've got plenty more. A couple of Bolters, Cobray, and. Got a few questions from the punters. Now, we can't fit them all in due to time and or wanting to answer them. <laughs> Lack of knowledge. <laughs> but we'll get into it. Right, Pilbara Minerals result. First ever full year profit. Uh, don't mind the bloody cameraman in the background. Not <laughs> shit over <laughs> Cheers, Rick. <laughs> First ever full year profit uh, yep. of $561.8 million. Up uh, shitloads. Sevenfold yep. from FY21. And uh, loss, which yep. was uh, up from what 175.8 million in FY21. So she's all go for Pilbara Minerals. Why is this very been simply so fucking uh, good? increasing volumes and a probably a six times increase in price? So if you look, they did you know they increased production from 280,000 tons to 360, and the price received on their spod went from Aussie 620 to Aussie $3,295 a tonne. So, yeah, how yeah. much of the, the old bike auction? How much is this? The, bi- uh, <laughs> the, uh, the bike auction, really, like they're 5,000 tonne lots. I think they've done five of them. So, but yes, not a, a big, nice, not a big, not a big number, but it's, but, um, it's just really the. Uh, the underlying spot price that has continued to climb, and I note that uh, yeah, Macquarie, Macquarie works is, some, through yeah. some big upgrades this this yeah, week. Yeah, they're sort of picking, uh, you know, the yeah the this price to be five thousand dollars a ton, and sustaining that for sort of 23, 24, 25, and twenty six calendar years respectively. So yeah. they've had uh, they've lifted their price target in Pilbara virtually double, three bucks to five dollars sixty. Other stocks to be lifted, you know, IGO twelve dollars to $21, MinRes from 60 to $95. So Jesus. it's certainly lifted uh, you know, the, mm-hmm. all, the, all the stocks in the lithium space this week, big time. And, and in stark contrast, I suppose, to the Goldman's analysts that were forecasting, you know, the price to come off dramatically uh, this financial year is this mm-hmm. lapidolite, so-called lapidolite production ramps up in China. So at Please the moment- we've back so- to the battery metals, lithium. Andy went over lapidolite in detail. <laughs> for all the <laughs> yeah. We've just woken up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> riveting stuff, as Tim said. <laughs> Only people think I know the dockers. But, That's uh, all right. So uh, look, um, back to, yeah, cracking result um, on all measures. Whilst their costs increased, um, you know, it faded in balance to, to the amount of cash that these guys um, generated um, and, and have generated and will continue to do so at these prices. So, so, so with these pre- Predictions by Macquarie and everything long yep. long term. There's obviously not much of a sense of new projects coming online, uh, mm. over flooding the market. At but you've all. got Lion Town, but I mean, predominantly, yeah, they're already in production. Besides Lion Town, really, it's yeah, it's the I next mean, keb off the ring. Yeah, core, I mean, Pilbara expanding. Core, yeah. Um, Pilbara increasing production as you would at those prices, so they're going. They're sort of targeting, you know, plus five hundred thousand tons next year, and ultimately trying to get to a million tons of um, of spod sort of thing. Uh, Core would be the next domestic one that's yep. hoping to come on board, 
sort of later this year. Um, but they're, they're a relatively small, they're a million tonne per annum plant, I think, doing maybe sort of a couple of hundred thousand, to, uh, a couple of hundred thousand tonnes of concentrate. And then you've got the big Liontown one, um, you know, I was on site there before diggers, and that's still, you know, great project, still a while away. You know, they're, yep. they're, they're, they're um, you know, they've just started building the camp and all that sort of thing. So that's really probably two, 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 two and a half years away before we start seeing any any production come out. And what what's their scale compared to your Pilbara Minerals Mineral Resources? Their output? Uh, they're looking. Their initial plant is about four million tons. Uh, good grade one up percent. So they're going to be at sort of I think that sort of four hundred thousand ton mark, uh, and then ramping up. Ultimately, they're looking at downstream as well, sort of thing. Okay. Um, they've got a sort of a phase two expansion coming in. In in after two thousand and thirty, uh, I think ultimately getting up to maybe seven eight hundred thousand yeah, tons. Yeah, that level. Yeah, that, that level sort of thing. So. Well, well, I guess what's the long? If you're thinking long, long, long term, <laughs> possibly into the thirties, forties, um, with the hard rock getting consumed and then having to really get into these brine deposits mm. globally, mm. Um, is there going to come a point where big investment will go into that? Because the hard rock will get used. Well, up very I mean, quickly. the bronze the are still a big producer. I mean, mm. certainly, I think in that. It, but but it's really a, you know the spodumene, I mean, the hard rock are the ones that have this new production that's that's come on board. You know, sort of led by Pilbara. Well, Greenbush has always been hard rock um, uh, down there, but that's been Galaxy uh, you know, and Galaxy with with uh, Mount Catlin okay. and all that. Um, but yeah, the bronze still contribute a you know huge amount of the. Um, you know, lithium, and I think it's really, you know, the spodumene. There's lots of, so there will be a lot of, uh, you know, there are lots of exploration success around at the moment. You know, we're certainly seeing in Australia and anything with, with, with lithium or, a, you know, spodumene, um, same in Canada. I think, you know, the, the, the ultimate test will be quickness to market. You know, who's going to be able to yep. take advantage of these prices, get all the approvals through, get, you know, have the team that uh, I don't think in some ways funding is probably less of an issue. It's, it's more about how quickly can you get, you know, because... Ultimately, you know, you have to think five thousand tons. You know, spodumene. The the, the 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 margins that Pilbara are making are probably unsustainable. So, yeah. you know, all the analysts have it coming off. I know that Canaccord have sort yep. of using a long term, probably fifteen hundred. Um, yep. You know, Macquarie just upgraded their numbers, but I think their long term is yeah, sort, sort of, of two two. Back of the back half of this, you know, twenty six, twenty seven, twenty eight. You'll start yep. to see it peel yeah. off a little bit. You would have thought. Yeah, because yeah. um, Canada, it seems the when you say approvals, that is the big bottleneck. That's the big issue. Over, yep. over yeah. there. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Is there is there any assistance happening government? I see a bit in government saying they're trying to, you know, funding and stuff, trying to promote more of the Canadian mining industry, but it sounds like it's a big environmental issue over there. Permitting is a big thing, yeah. All that shit. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 We, we had the, um, the commercial director from Red Dirt, which is an investment of ours. Was, I went. I actually went shopping yep. just on my way, and I was trying to find a bloody blowhorn. Or actually, I had a kid. <laughs> I was, I was about to disclose. Yeah. I had the kids' uh, baby shark microphone. You hit it, and it goes baby shark. <laughs> that, that was. But uh, next meeting, I will have something, and we all hit it. Yeah. The buzzer. Yeah, 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 the buzzer. Yeah. No, sorry, sorry to interrupt no, with my good, bullshit. All good. <laughs> so you, you've got a few, Tony. Um, <laughs> I do, Tim. Yeah, yeah. Get the shark out. No, but he, he's, he essentially said that um, that uh, the brine's difficult from a from a Developed perspective takes yeah. two or three times longer than hard rock. Africa is difficult from a from just from a practical standpoint and jurisdiction standpoint. So hard rock here locally is at the moment yeah. the place Primo. to be. So is Brian similar to say like can you compare it to an oil and gas in terms of big capital long term to develop it? But once it's gone, it's gone. 
Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. but it's always problematic, isn't it? Well, the, the ramp up. I mean, I suppose Ara Cobra has been, you know, working away in on, on, on the, at at Laraz um, for you know a number of years, and yeah. that's always like if you look back to their original sort of feasibility estimates, it's probably taken them. The reality is probably four to five years to it. You know, yeah, all, all the bottlenecks right. and and you know the, the, the purity that the product needs to be, all, all those sorts of things that you actually only really find out once yep. once you actually get into operation. But they've ironed that out and now. Our, you know, the, now now Oracobro is you know merged with Galaxy to, to, to form Alchem, and they're making you know huge profits. Yeah. Um, yep. You know, and the same with Mount Catlin. You know, they had uh, you know processing issues when they started started that with their recoveries, the different different. Um, Variants in their spodumene, um, you know, coarseness and fine and all those sorts of things. So I think recoveries last quarter were down to forty percent. Forty percent, yep. But, oh, they, still, Jesus. They, yeah. but they still made a shitload of money. Yeah, and that, that's obviously you know to do with the pricing. Well, you pointed that out in our previous one, TK, oh. about the uh, lithium management in companies because what, no one's really ever managed mm. much no, lithium to new date. Fr- new frontier, absolutely. Yeah. There, you're very good. Jeez, we're getting good at this. Jess, what do you reckon? We're bloody coming along, aren't we? We're, this is bloody flowing like bloody well, brine. We've done it in 20 <laughs> minutes. We're starting to believe ourselves. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ, a force to be reckoned with. Uh, Strike Energy up the brand highway. Uh, who is the gas well, guru? the domestic gas expert is also the macro experts, Timothy Leonard. With us. Oh, how, right? how do you bloody uh, pronounce this? Wallering? Wallering. Wallering. Believe it or not, yeah. Wallering. Sanctioned for development in nine, only nine months from well, the announced discovery. Wallering yeah, was yeah. it? Uh, I'll just give you a little bit on Wallering. It was discovered back in the 70s, actually, <laughs> yeah, right. by, by, by Wappet. And uh, it actually is quite a fractured sort of environment. So it was. Um, I'll get into I'll get into the uh, the logistics and the technical stuff later. But um, and they've gone back and redrilled it recently, yeah. and actually and it hit a jackpot with Wallering Five. Wallering Six not so good, but it should be in production sort of first half next year. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Is no. it coal, coal seam or natural gas? No, natural gas. natural gas. Natural gas. Natural gas. No yeah. fracking, just natural gas. So yeah. and yeah, and uh, yeah, over to strike to, with Mister Weir. Oh, yeah, well, Strike and Talon Energy, better ring that shark again, um, <laughs> are in cahoots on Wailering 55, uh, 45 Strikes Way. Um, and uh, uh, Strike's an interesting company because uh, over and above uh, the Wailering um, project, they also have West Eregala, which has had a massive discovery uh, also in the mid- Midwest region. And they've sort of taken it a step further into the downstream processing uh, with a project they call uh, Project Haber, which is uh, going to build a urea plant in uh, Geraldton. So obviously, you know, back on the agricultural theme, uh, you've got a lot of uh, uh, farming activity up around that area. So mm-hmm. demand for urea is pretty high. Fertiliser prices have gone through the, the bloody roof. Urea. Oh, nitrogen. Know. Oh, there you yeah. go. Did you say? Just, <laughs> well, yeah, well, that's what I thought as well, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so Project Haber is going to cost $3 billion, but... Uh, the biggest input into urea production is uh, gas. So, um, you know, it sort of goes hand in hand. Yep. And then, you know, you, you've obviously, uh, uh, it'll employ a lot of people and attract a lot of money to that Midwest region and, and uh, supply the urea to the farming fraternity. So Strike's got a massive resource at West Eregala and, and also potentially South Eregala where they've had some recent well success. Um, and they just produced, they uh, reworked a well uh, which they call West Eregala Three. It produced uh, 90 million cubic feet of gas a day, which is a you know a bit of a barnstorming uh, 
production results. So, you know, I, th this is uh, in the right thematic, you know, in that energy thematic. The big ticket item for uh, Strike and and others in the region is potentially getting an export license because you're 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 essentially almost, if not more than doubling your pricing potential. And the state government gave one to uh, uh, Beach Energy, which is essentially uh, controlled by Kerry Stokes, owns 38% of uh, Beach, and you know he's in bed with McGowan, so uh, he got an export license, but. Uh, uh, strike a hopeful of receiving one as well. I don't know where they're at, but uh, you know it, it, it w would be a massive uh, uh, for the company if they were to get receive an LNG export license. So what what is the go with this export license? Why are they? It's just why a, do you? How do you get it? Why do you yeah, not just well, have it straight away? It, it, like the government sort of uh, you know focused on ensuring you know d domestic supplies or domestic okay. demand yep. is satisfied first and foremost. And then, you know, it's it's all political bullshit at the end of the day because, you know, Strike wants to get... Machinations, I think, is the oh, word sorry, you're that's, after. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. <laughs> machinations. Bullshit uh, machinations. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, it sort of goes hand in hand with, you know, Strike if they commit to Project Haber, which is, you know, huge for WA's GDP, um, you know, they may in turn get an export licence. So it's... Yep. It's all uh, greasing the right Wheeling parts. and dealing, yep. isn't it? Mm. Yep. So, so it must be pretty cheap, or well, not cheap, but like easy to get a gas thing up and going. 14.4 million uh, well, this, development this costs. Small. Yeah, it's pretty small, small, and it's yeah. about a kilometre away from an existing pipeline. Okay. So the, the uh, Dampier pipeline and the pipeline to the south, so it's the capex is not They're, they're only talking, uh, you know, in, in gas terms, it's only it's, uh, it's something like 30-odd. Yeah. terajoules yeah. or something of yeah, gas today and a bit of condensate. Yep. Uh, so it's a small project, but it's got meaningful revenues for uh, both Strike and Talon, um, uh, which will see them in short. You know, oil and gas industry is very capital hungry and uh, these wells are expensive to put down. So if you can get short-term uh, cash flow out of these wells, you're ahead of the pack. So... Um, yeah, they're, uh, you know, two companies that are, you know, just in our backyard here and, uh, um, yeah, we're, we're obviously, uh, you know, full disclosure, we're shareholders, but I've uh, got a lot of faith in what they're doing. Yep. In Strike and Talent? Or yeah, just absolutely. Both. Yeah. both. Yep. What, uh, what's the... What do you call it? Do you call it a mine life? What's the gas life? Of, um, um, well, it depends <laughs> on your production rate. So if, if there was capacity, the capacity is there in the pipeline and mm -hmm. you could actually probably crank this thing up to be out of gas in three to five years. Yep. But it just depends on demand. Yeah, they're so, sort of talking four to five yeah. years. Then it sort of tapers off. It's yeah. got this decline curve where it keeps on producing until yeah. it's uneconomic and you shut it in. Yeah, yeah. right. Because mm. yeah. is it? In terms of gas, yeah, we're getting into the science, as you bloody yeah. said well, before. Yeah, I've got to go to the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Do you – is it different to mining in terms of you don't have to get it all out at once? It's just That's a right. gradual just feed, about, into, yeah, the, yeah, feed into yeah, the pipeline? Correct, totally yeah, correct. just to have a tap. Yep. Yeah. But it's just got that natural decline curve. You yeah. know, what are they yeah, – yep. the, Is the, that the, because of the pressure? It correct. takes more the pressure. The reservoir pressure. Yeah. pressure. Correct. Yeah. There you go. Well, I'm now a fucking gas expert. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Usually I'm at 7.30 each morning. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you take me phone in there. It's me, hey, piece of... <laughs> I'd hate to take a swab of it. Uh, <laughs> of the phone? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's bloody God. Covered in bloody gas. Yeah. Um, right. Macca Limited, Mining and Civil Australia. So a bit of a... Uh, Takeover tug award. Tease, yep. uh, Tease offered to acquire all Macca shares at $2.25 cash. Yep. Uh, 
cash and NRW came over with a 50-50 cash script bid. Uh, with, with the option of a 100% cash at 108 uh, or 107 and a half, I think it was, or 108, 108 and a half. 108, I think it was, 108, yeah. 108 yeah. and a half, yeah. Um, yeah, and, and really, and the board knocked that back because uh, NRW said we yeah, wanted to do due diligence and they've- And Tease haven't. And Tease haven't. Uh, yeah. Tease have lobbed a bid, um, you know, that the board supported and, and really, um, you know, they were, they were trading at sort of 75, 80 cents in that June downturn. Uh, you know, they have been as high as sort of probably 150 over the past yeah. 18 months. Um, upon this acquisition, they've all been on their knees a bit. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, the reality is, you know, Mac were trading below their NTA and that tangible so NTA asset backing. NTA is sort of a dollar, isn't it? Do, uh, about a dollar eight, I think. Yeah. And and you, can't, you can't get kit anywhere. Can't get kit or people. Kit, so. um, yeah. And and you know, you just oh, I suppose look, looking at the Mac business, and we know a few clients that use them. Um, you know, they've got a very good sort of you know p- culture and people's business and all that. You just wonder whether the you know, with these buying them, whether that culture, changes, you know, yeah. changes a bit. Um, you know, NRW have done a, you know, you know, a great job and their their profit um, was ahead of what the market was expecting. You know, they've come in. Or, and the, the fact that the, the stock's trading 106 and a half, 107 suggests that, you know, the market's anticipating that at some stage maybe NRW will come back and uh, sharpen the pencil and, um, you know, it could develop into that classic bidding war that, you know, maybe the, the ultimate price might be a 125, 130 sort yeah. of thing. Mm. So... It's an, it's an interesting one in terms we were talking about consolidation before from different industries, but this is, you know, take over. They're all, they're pretty, very similar companies, aren't they? Like in terms of their open pit mining. Yeah. Well, Taste is obviously a lot larger and I think they do a lot more civil work sort of thing, but Macro has yeah. been a pretty specialised, you know, uh, but yeah, I, I, I open pit miner, uh, and I'm on you know a couple of their jobs. You know they they, they do the Capricorn Carlowinder project. Uh, those guys have had a long term relationship then, right from when they started at um, Regis um, on some of those projects. I think yep. it was um, at, at Kirker Locker, and then obviously through the Regis days. Um, you know, very strong up. They they mining up at Ockvale, which is an emerald project up in Cambodia. Um, similarly, you know, and, and the feedback you get from from the, the the clients that work with them, they're, they're you know it's it's, it's very um per, yeah a very good working relationship. So if there's any issues, you can speak to them, all those sorts of things that yeah. you know, which is what you want when you, you you know you still do things by the letter of the law rather you know letter of the contract, but but be able to work around it rather than just you know bring the lawyers in from um, you know the first sign of any um any disagreement or anything like that. So look, yeah, you know, I think there's a you know a, a way to play, uh, a little way to go on that. Yeah, um, I think that's right, Andrew. It's probably got another mm. leg or two, I suppose. You know, generally the first bid isn't the last bid, mm. and they've entered pretty quickly in RW. You know, so obviously it's. Uh, Who knows? There could be yeah. someone else. Ru- could be someone know, running else, yeah. the ruler yep. over it. Yeah. Um, yep. But yeah, it looks like it could erupt into a bit of a bidding war. Who's who's I guess got the. F- Front foot with it all. Who who gets who will get the well, most benefit out of um, acquiring Macca? Do you think? Well, I think I, th- I think you know the size of Thies will just get absorbed into their sort of business, and 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 I think from a top level approach, you you, you risk losing you know probably the key management you know senior personnel yeah. in Macca that that you know and, and you know I don't know the company you know super well or anything like that but you, that, that's a sort of sense when often these big companies come in and take yeah. over a smaller company you lose a bit of the brand you lose a bit of the brand yeah. and you lose a bit of the culture and um, you know it becomes a, a bit more bureaucratic and the red tape and all those sorts of things whereas NRW is probably uh, is a, a smaller size company and can probably absorb it and still let them keep that Brand name a little but, bit. Uh, Jeff Baker's been there since inception, yep. so you've got this long-standing guy. In Macca. Yeah, yeah, Macca. He's yeah. not exact chairman. You look at it and you go, 
they're all looking they're getting older obviously yeah. and you know perhaps you know that's part of the brand that, yeah. you know those guys move on and mm. it changes so uh, it's a big risk yeah, yeah. Speaking of dollar, how much would someone have to put on the table to take precision funds management? Thirteen dollars seventy six, <laughs> <laughs> and a carton of red cans, <laughs> or even just a kegerator of Swanee D. Yeah. There you go. Oh, there, there's bid one. <laughs> right, more to, more to come because uh, Macca put out their. Target, target statement, statement today. today. Oh, sorry, sorry, yeah. Recommending so, to take this. Yeah, so that was it was a you know board approval rec- recommended bid. Um, yeah. You know some of the conditions. You know uh, fees require ninety percent. It was one of the conditions. So yeah, um, I reckon we'll back played. in a month's time, sitting around the microphone, and hopefully there's a a, a bid uh, higher than where we're at today. Yeah. yeah. So. And what is the? And I asked this prior to the uh, record button getting hit. When can this be? No more bids. When can it stop? Like, can it, when can it get to the point where you can guarantee that well, that I bid is going to be Well, accepted? when, when, when the uh, target's got over 50%, uh, that normally... That's so in they, 50% of shareholder yep, approval. Yep, have, yep, have, correct. Have, have approved it and they've maybe dropped the conditions. Uh, it's, it still doesn't... You know, you still had some bids can can, can go on, and I think in that um, the, the Neuron Nickel one with Twiggy and... Yeah, that was four or five um, And BHP, bites, four or five bids, yeah. and, you know, Twiggy... I think you know, Wilo started with 30, 35%. Um, and ultimately worked out an agreement where um, he came back with a knockout bid that with was a knockout significantly bid. higher than the first bid. And whoever so. bought the shares. But yeah, there's yeah. nothing. It's really, um, you, you, in terms of when you're bidding for the company, if you say this is my you know last and final offer, I think truth in takeovers now that means that you. Yeah, so you, you can't raise the bid, I think, unless someone else comes in yep. over the top and then you've got the option of. Of doing that, so yeah. Oh, they're but, but I'm no take over each week to talk about. It. It's <laughs> good, right. that's yeah, good fun. They really yeah. get me, get me bloody going. These. <laughs> um, and we'll get on to BHP's result in a tick, but that's quietened down a bit. But they're still waiting in limbo about the BHP bid for Oz. Um, yeah, no that, one else has come to the party, or is it, no, is it fallen by no. Oz's main time? Well, they've actually gone up a little they've bit. They've gone up twenty six yep. bucks. Yeah, again, period. as to Andy's point, you know, trading sort of. Seven or eight percent above the indicated bid price suggests that the market thinks there's more there. So, yeah, going up thirty yeah. percent on what Tim sold him at. Um, <laughs> Thank you very much, Matt, for qualifying that. <laughs> <laughs> I've been berating for the last ten days. <laughs> <laughs> um, does that uh, the fact that it's gone? That that was that bid, and that was probably four. That was four weeks ago, wasn't it, or two? Oh, uh, two or three. Yeah. That's a, yep. one, yeah. two episodes ago. Yeah. Um, is that an indicator of anything, or? Well, I think it's it just indicating the that the market expects a high bid. Like if they yeah. didn't, the stock would be, you know, around twenty five. The fact that it's over twenty six dollars, I think yeah. the market's anticipating that BHP have a little bit more, to, you know, more, more room to, to to run if they really want the asset. Um, why didn't they do suggest- one a week later? Like why are they waiting so long? What's the? Oh, it's all strategy. You know, playing big out. companies move slowly. Slowly, they'll, know, they'll go and canvas all their shareholders. Yep. they'll they'll there. There's going. a process. It's a process, and, and also the fact that I said no straight away. Straight away. Yeah. So yeah. if they came back seven days later, I think well, clearly there's more in it. So I suppose it's it's a bit of a waiting game. You know, yeah. at, at, you know, the next point whether they say yeah, it's a. Twenty-eight dollars if we get access to your, you know, due diligence, you know, the data yeah. room. The next bid they put in, they'd want to make sure, you know, they want to have done their homework to make sure it's going to be close to being successful. Yeah. And barring another bidder coming into the uh, fray, 
I reckon they'll go and canvas the major shareholders of Oz Minerals. Yep. What's an what's a number that you'd go for? Well, they'll actually liaise with them this time. Oh, I would reckon, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. And, and and the board and the board come up with a figure where everyone's happy and it goes ahead with Oz Minerals board approval this time. Yep. And I would imagine there'd be a, a reasonable amount of common shareholders between the two companies. You know, you'd, you'd have a reasonable yeah, an exposure to, to domestic yep. and international institutions. So yep. There's some logic to it yeah. at some point. And there's a lot of well, and there's um, management as well that were Oz Minerals that are um, you see a lot of people that were at Olympic Dam that are at Prominent Hill and yep. Cape yeah, Patine yeah. okay. now. So it's yep. an actual just a, based on I think I saw one guy on LinkedIn that moved there. So that's pretty much everyone. <laughs> Close <laughs> enough. But you would imagine there's a lot of South Australian Can you ask him to follow me? <laughs> 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 he, he there's a lot, of consi- a lot of consistent people that have uh, probably worked for both. Oh, yeah. Machine <laughs> um, being the big word. Right, BHP's result, US $23.8 billion underlying full-year profit. Uh, smash the bloody analyst's forecast. Paid out a $1.75 per share dividend. USA full-year US $3.25, which was as from the Chieftain Chatter, second largest annual dividend of every, any global public company oh. to Microsoft. Great facts and figures there from the uh, Chieftain Chatter. Yeah. Subscribe to that one as well, everyone. Can <laughs> anyone get a plug, get a, get that sent oh, to them? Or you oh, no, be a, it's quite it selective. Come, come through, yeah, you know, yeah. our There's a bit uh, of a process. Policy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there just give us your email there. address. <laughs> <laughs> And a few mates. <laughs> <laughs> so that's um, and a lot of it from the iron, a lot of it from the iron ore side. I did read read a bit from uh, a lot from coal as well, but they're they're not allowed to promote the fact that they make shitloads of coal mm. out of out of coal anymore. But um, their biggest drivers was obviously iron ore operations, which they're planning to go up again by ten percent in production. Uh, what is the go? I know you love talking about BHP. <laughs> <laughs> we're pro- Timothy we're, over to you. Well, we probably sold BHP at the wrong time too. But uh, <laughs> no, no, it was a cracking result, and uh, you, you, you're dead right. The coal division is making a a, a significant but silent uh, impact on that on that bottom line. And you know, b- both uh, thermal and coking coal prices have been uh, um, you know phenomenal record levels for some time, and. Um, uh, you know, importantly, they talk about the outlook and and they probably hedge their bets a little bit, but, you know, the market always sort of looks forward as to, uh, uh, you know, can they sustain this or, more importantly, even build on it. And, um, you know, the CEO, Mike Henry, sort of talked along the lines of... Uh, uh, that China was the key, key, as it always has been, for commodity demand, and um, you know the uh, you see China sort of taking some pretty aggressive steps uh, on stimulus policy, uh, interest rate reductions to keep their economy stimulated. Um, uh, so the worrying part of the Chinese economy is obviously their property market, which uh, um, you know they seem to be sort of fluffing over at the moment. Um, but he he also did say that the he he expects to see a, a uh, slowdown in advanced economies around the world with you know all this monetary policy or interest rates going up around the world and geopolitical uncertainty uh, that that's uh, going on between obviously you know Russia Ukraine and Taiwan China etc. So yeah, bottom line, fantastic result, massive dividend, huge for shareholders uh, of which there are many. 
long-term mums and dads shareholders. So great from a dividend perspective as well. And, uh, yeah, I, I think it'll roll on. Plenty more yeah, to come. Good for the bloody employees that um, get in on their share scheme. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. a three-year lag, but I think you can buy six <laughs> grand of shares and then yeah, get, but a, don't match get them, don't one they? for one yeah. three years later. I, I mean, yeah, the interesting though, thing on the EBIT is uh, talking about the division is the coal division. So last year, Made a loss of five hundred and seventy million on an EBIT this year, nine point five billion at really? an EBIT level. Holy so shit. yeah, it's iron ore was off slightly from twenty four billion to twenty one, and so nearly half of their profit is from yeah, coal. And, and copper went up. This is at EBIT. Copper went from six point eight to eight point five. So you know, it's uh, basically the copper and the coal division were pretty similar, uh, yeah. and, and the iron ore was sort of almost three times. Yeah, it, it just shows that when they're bidding, what was it, seven point eight billion for Oz? That yeah. was Aussie dollars, but isn't it? Mm. Um, yep. Just shows, and they can profit twenty three point eight in one. Oh, they've got capacity like, in one yeah. year. That's phenomenal. Um, yeah. That is a yeah, phenomenal absolutely. amount of cash, isn't it? Yeah, phenomenal. Um, when you say uh, second largest annual dividend of any global public company, second to Microsoft, uh, I did have a question oh, randomly, shit. not much to do with BHP. Yep. But uh, how? American companies don't usually give out dividends. Like Berkshire Hathaway got that much fucking money and don't give a dividend <laughs> at all. Why do American companies not really give well, out I dividends reckon, compared to yeah, Australian? Yeah, no, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bloody good question. And I, and I think the companies sort of take the view that they can invest that money better, better. than the shareholder can. Yeah. And the yields That's Buffett's on, view. Yeah, yeah, that's always yeah. been his view. And, uh, um, you know, yields on, you know, the, the Dow stocks or... Um, the S&P 500 uh, in the US has always been historically low. So they do pay dividends, but if you look at it from a dividend yield, say, compared to our banks or even BHP, um, you know, they, they fade into insignificance. Um, you know, we have the added advantage here of uh, uh, imputation credits, you know, by paying uh, frank dividends as well, which shareholders get an advantage of. But uh, They yeah. don't have that in America. No, do no. Oh, and right. and, and yep. uh, as I said, the US is, uh, the, these companies are always reinvesting the cash themselves in their, in their growth endeavours rather than paying it out to shareholders. So it has been an historical thing. Do or, they do or more buyback buy shares, really? Do they, yeah, they, they, they love their share buybacks. Yeah, yeah, they do. Shitloads but didn't they release news the other week that they're now 1% tax on share buybacks in America? I'm pretty sure. I, I didn't see that, but, you know, the, the, you always see a raft of, you know, when the Microsofts and Apples, you know, because they've all got huge amounts of cash, like, yeah. Uh, uh, sitting on their balance sheets, they usually embark on a ten percent share buyback. I'm not sure about the uh, new tax no. regime. Mm. Yeah, I did read it because they, you know, that was their. I guess that's their tax dodge in a way of um, yeah. for all their company. Um, yeah, mm. company yep. profits. So they were actually getting taxed on it now. I think it was pretty sure it was one percent. It's fucking. It's all bloody uh, guaranteed facts and figures here. No <laughs> worry about. Especially when it comes from me, you know it's, 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 it's very precise. It's definitely <laughs> true. Um, right, <laughs> right, mining couple of mining services companies uh, in the news. SRG and ANG. Who's yeah, the, who's the gurus there? Oh, we're all we're all right up to speed. ANG had a nice little announcement where they paid nineteen million for yep. um for, for one of their sort of competitors. Um, what plus, was it, what plus was it a called? bit of performance. Uh, uh, yeah, Maintenec, yeah. Oh, 26 million with 20 over three years plus 6 million performance-based sort of thing. And mm. that sort of put a rocket under the stock. It went from yeah, sort of 26 sort of, to 33. It's exactly the same business as they're in now, which is making buckets essentially. But ANG is really well run by David Singleton. He used to be, he used to be CEO of Austal, Austal Ships. Mm. So we, uh, well, 
full disclosure, we're an investor in, in ANG, and uh, yeah, we're a big supporter. We Pretty simple business. Well. Yeah. You know, they make truck bodies and yeah. bloody buckets for loaders. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, they got yeah, a, that's what Manatech was mainly buckets and yeah, stuff, yeah, so yeah, they yeah, took they them over. That's right. and, and they flagged, you know, increasing margins and increasing profitability yeah. uh, over the next couple of years. So, you know, they did. You know, this was a stock that was sort of four dollars in the sort in of the two th- yeah, yeah. two thousand and twelve thirteen. Yeah. They, yeah. they went on this huge growth spurt, which have you know unfortunately blew themselves up, and they went you know went down to sort of fifteen fifteen cents. And and David was a board member for a couple of years, and then sort of. Was asked to write a strategic review and liked it so much. Bought the company. That he, yeah. the, <laughs> yeah. that he became involved, yeah. and um, you, you know, when he came on board, he took a very uh, nominal salary, um, but very performance-based, share yeah. performance-based sort of thing. So yeah. his interests are certainly aligned with with all shareholders. And, very, um, very complimentary acquisition. Yep. You know, they'll get immediate economies of scale out of putting the two companies together. You know, they're saying it's going to be earnings per share accretive pretty much straight away. Um, that they uh, main tech produce a line of buckets called the Hulk, which apparently <laughs> why uh, wouldn't you want to the green named after, <laughs> named <laughs> after <laughs> myself green gold. <laughs> green buckets and green gold yeah how yeah, good is it <laughs> so uh, yeah no uh, good acquisition there and uh, you know David's a solid operator yeah uh, SRG had a solid uh, profit or a fantastic profit result actually um, so. Uh, uh, it was up about 20% on last year. Uh, uh, they had uh, EBITDA of 57-odd million. Uh, they paid one and a half cents uh, in divvies, uh, which takes the full-year divvy to uh, three cents. Um, but importantly, the outlook they gave was pretty robust. They've got something like $1.3 billion in uh, work ahead of them uh, on the order book. So, you know, you suggest you're yeah. probably going to see uh, another sort of Plus 20, 20%, 20% increase in EBITDA uh, for next year. So, and and then they followed it up with some uh, another sixty five million dollar contract as well on in their um, uh, their uh, they do these facades for uh, buildings, you know, uh, that are over uh, in Sydney. Yeah, yeah, yeah which some uh, big bloody timber building. Like yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, the world's tallest. Hybrid yep. timber building or something. So similarly, um, they've done a great job as well. Like, oh, uh, fantastic you know. job! And they try to transition the company to a more sort of annuity style income rather than you know uh, continual contracts. And you know, it looks to have been really successful. But how's that work? What, uh, so yeah. just just uh, l- uh, trying to get more uh, maintenance style contracts where you've just got consistency, uh, right. longer term revenue. contracts rather than sort of you know mm. annuity style, as you said, yes. you know, rolling over, you know. Four to five year or five year contracts, contracts type thing, yeah. yep. rather than you know sort of smaller, you know potentially more problematic one to two year type type jobs. Yep, just like coming on as like a life of mine partner for two thousand bucks a month. <laughs> yeah. like it's just similar to that. Yeah, free Matt at LifeMyPodcast.com if you're interested. <laughs> the uh, the first day, I think today's the first day. Cobray hasn't gone up twenty percent. Yeah. Um, CBE absolute bolter, and they've yeah. just um, commenced their infill drilling program. Yeah, um, unbelievable. What are their what's their market cap? Nearly in triple figures. Yeah, it did hit a hundred the other day. Four, I mean, it went four or five drill holes. Yeah, um, I mean, pretty I'll, phenomenal. I think we, we looked at it probably a year ago. No, yeah, twenty cents. Did, and yeah. Um, yeah. what did know, they have then? Oh, um, they, they had this. They did have this ground, yeah. but they were also exploring up in WA um, around a VMS that wasn't that successful. So they went over there, and this is all ground in sort of Botswana, um, you know, extension of the Kalahari Copper Belt, where you've got sand fire, um, you know, building that Mateo project, you know, 50,000 tonnes of copper. So 
highly prospective belt, but the stock was sort of, you know, languishing at sort of four cents with mm. no interest. So they sort of put out the announcement in late July that they'd, you know, they drilled a, a kilometre away and intersected s- fr- from sort of historical drilling of two metres at 1.8% copper, um, you know, and, the, and then they jagged a 59-metre 59 59 interval of broad, you know, broad zone of copper mineralisation. Um, stock ran, stock ran up to, as well. Yeah, stock mm. ran up to 20, pulled back. They did a... Small equity raise, I think seven million at fifteen cents, um, and then announced that they'd stepped out another kilometre yeah. and jagged it, and, and then I think I've, I think they've got over four k's yeah. of strike now. The, the, the asset was put together by a guy called Terry Grammer that had a lot of success. Yeah, like he, oh, right, he okay. unfortunately died yeah. two two years yeah. ago. Yeah, so a couple of years ago, but uh, here locally, he was really well respected yeah. uh, geologist. So he yeah, he was one of the original ones in the Cosmos nickel yeah, and was, Western yeah, areas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so. so yeah. So, and, and to that extent, Metal Tiger, a major shareholder That's right, in yeah. Cobra, in which was Cobra. his company, in I think UK. they're UK-based. Yeah, yep. they are. Yep. No. So, no, no, ripping, you know, uh, there's nothing, you know, a 10-bagger, uh, you know, within a couple of weeks. Um, mm, absolutely. You know, I, 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 of course, wanted to buy some, but... Buy yeah. some, but uh, <laughs> we wanted to switch Moz into that. And, <laughs> but we bought some other piece didn't. of shit instead. <laughs> 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 when, um, when, like, when there's done, as you said, a 10 triple-figured market cap based yeah. on four drill holes. Um, is there cases like this where it's it's in that excitement phase and you would predict a, a <laughs> half a half a share price? Are you saying selling or who knows? <laughs> predict so another capital raise. Yeah, the the yeah. common phrase is premature speculation. <laughs> yeah, yeah speaking of bloody euron or whatever you're no, talking about. No, yeah. look, there's, there's plenty of examples, but there's like you do get the ones where they continue to go. Well, I mean, Sirius, Sandfire, Sandfire, Sirius, Sirius Resources was three cents and went to yep. five dollars. But then you get others. I mean, just recently, I suppose Lex, um, you know, Lafroy Exploration that went from you know thirty cents a dollar fifty and back to thirty. You know, yeah. but 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 they're always justified at the time, and it's just the market always likes to impute. And you do get that excitement. You get the volume coming in in the yeah, day. Yeah, and overshoots on both sides. Yeah, yeah. always. Yeah. Well, you look on, um, or you can use. So, I think the thing on. Cobra side is there. There is four drill holes very far apart, and they're yep. all yeah, hit, absolutely. Shit, they're hit a shitload. Yep. Whereas, let's yep. like you know, when Tempest went up, um, yes. the other well, that was based on one hole, and it, one didn't, hole. And it come back sort of unfavorably yep. with grade, That's and right. then retraced. Whereas yep. this has got four holes, and with Chalcosite, which is the yeah. fucking high grade shit yeah. in yeah. The, the metallurgical right. terms. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, she's looking pretty good. Yep. So but, fingers yeah. crossed. No, Mrs. said because I'm finishing up work in bloody. I'm going for me uh, podcast plan. I'm not allowed to buy shares at the moment, so <laughs> it's probably a safe thing because <laughs> <laughs> I'll be dabbling and I'll end up bloody working forever again. <laughs> so, <laughs> so wait, I'll, I'll, that, but that's the thing. I can't. I've got less chance of bloody tooting the horn. <laughs> so I've got to dabble a bit in. Uh, MAG, another bolter. Yeah, another bolter. So they sort of uh, announced just um, early on this week uh, drilling. Uh, they, they had a previous intersection. This is a p- copper porphyry uh, over in um, New South Wales, 150 metres at sort of 0.3% copper, which is nice, uh, 0.08 gold and a bit of molly. Um, but then they announced that they drilled a hole sort of uh, was down to about 870 metres, and of that there was a 740-metre interval. Um, showing, you know, visually all, all the signs that you want to see in some of these. Great. Pop- uh, no, this was just visual. Yep. So, um, as I said, so the market doubled it overnight. Um, I don't, you know, it's only capped at about, oh, not only, it's still, I think it's a 30 to 40 mil cap at the moment sort of thing. Yep. So, um, you know, another one that, you know, it's always good to see a bit of life back in the um, 
the junior end mm. where where where, where uh, you know because that always flows through to sort of you know keeps that um, reinvig- reinvig- yeah, yeah. enthusiasm and Absolutely. reinvigorating rather than you know in the bear markets where uh, any announcements just met with a wall of selling. Selling. Yeah. What's so. the what's the molly? What's that? Element, buddy. Molybdenum. Oh, yes. molly. You know. I used to have a lot of molly at uni, buddy, when I was on a Friday, Saturday. But buddy, I didn't know what you were talking about. Yeah. There, <laughs> what uni did you go to? <laughs> I don't know. Didn't bloody get bloody oh, coming out a lot dumber, I can tell you that. <laughs> you got a degree, though. Yeah, yeah. Although, yeah, they're bloody pretty easy, I can tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll get on to the punter questions. Oh. Uh, oh. From the shout-out to the Ride the Wave uh private uh, Facebook group, mm. Eric Samuel. There are these guys are bloody onto it too. They're God, every time I look at the chat group I feel dumber by the day because they're uh, yeah. very intelligent men, hence why some of these questions won't be answered. <laughs> 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 Eric Samuel, the uh the founder himself, asked about Nathan Tinkler, AQC and general thoughts on the coal market. That was pretty uh, good. Well, so the, Tinkler's been outbid today. Well, Tinkler's been speak. outbid by M Resources, a company run by Matt Latimer, who's a major shareholder in um, BCB, yep. Bowen Coke and Coal. Um, BCB, yeah, Bowen Coke and Coal. Bowen Coal. Um, yeah, so interesting to see he's coming back in. But I mean, the coal market's been absolutely phenomenal. Mm. Uh, you know, you've now got you know over four hundred dollars a. A ton for coking, uh, for thermal and and coking. Um, you know, you've just seen that some of the listed companies' profit results, things like Whitehaven that mm. that made, I think, it was at three billion dollar EBITDA, yeah. Um, yeah. just Phenomenal. paid a, paid a massive dividend. Mm. Like, you know, they've gone from yeah, sub a dollar to over seven dollars. They went ex dividend today. Yeah. Similarly, Coronado Coal um, had cracking result. BCB, as I mentioned, um, up there. So. Yeah, I think uh, uh, AOC was a little tiddler. I don't think they're not in production, but uh, they had debt um, and Tinkler bid, I think, sort of 30-odd cents. Um, and these guys, it looks like they've been, he's been gazumped today by um, by uh, M Resources, this Matt Latimer, who's got a you know, strong track record in the in the coal industry. Uh, potential for back and forth again or not sure? Oh, not close enough to it, but with all these, um, yeah, absolutely. No, no, no. Oh, I don't yeah. think, but I think Big Tinkler, he's, uh, <laughs> he looks like a back and forth sort of fella. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He? He's got that Bond vibe about him. I think he all. dusted most of his brass, so he's, he's probably- He's coming out of hiding from Singapore, but he's spanked yeah. all on mm-hmm. the horses. A couple of horses up yeah. for security. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, isn't it funny when you think about the coal market, the fact that they don't want to mine it, there's just going to be all this coal in the ground that will be possibly oh. left there oh. forever. Like, it's a weird concept. Concept when you think about well, there, someone just sent us through something yeah. on, um, on, on Twitter with GM are just out um, with their new vehicle, you know, their new electric vehicle, and they're showing it off to the media. And they said, "Oh, but who's where's the electricity come from? You know, where, where's it being generated?" And they and she goes, "Oh no, it's uh, we, we lease it off this uh, off this building." They asked the building guy, "Where's it coming? Oh, ninety five percent coal." Unbelievable. So it's just like that's the reality. Yeah. Anyway. So um, there, there, there'll be, I'm sure there'll be research. It's like, right, what else can we use it for? Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, next one, Matthew Horgan asks, this is a bloody good question. Would love to hear how they, uh, speaking about precision funds management specifically, would love to hear how precision go about accounting for incorporating jurisdictional risk into their company valuations, whether it's as simple as sovereign risk premium to the discount rate or further thought whether there are any jurisdictions they simply won't touch. And only, You're giving away your secret recipe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, only Tasmania. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, 
Great question, and it's something you always grapple with. I think um, it, it's it's a combination of. Um, I, I mean, my my, my uh, strong view is that you really only go offshore if it's a really good project. Yep. Like, it, like you've got it's a, you, you don't go to Africa, like especially like West Africa or anywhere there for a marginal, you know, one gram open pit, you know, goal approach. So if you're going to go over there, if you're going to take on that that um, perceived political risk, then you want a really good project. And I remember, you know, many years ago, Anvil Mining in the Congo, you know, they, the reason why they were successful is because they had a 7% open pit copper ore body. So, oh, you know, and I remember Bill Turner, the founder of, of Anvil, always talking about the, the the geological risk versus the political risk. And he said, you know, like I could go to Australia and the geological risk is huge because everything's been trolled over. I'm not going to find a 7% open pit copper ore body. But if I can manage my way successfully in the Congo, they're the opportunities. And it's a it's a different uh, mindset. You know, there's very few people that can actually do that and actually operate successfully in there. And you've got to have a team and you've got to have, you know, a track record and spend a hell of a lot of time over there. Um, you I know, suppose to that point too, Clutch, it's like yeah. we've got an investment in West African well, resources. I was about to ask because yeah. they'd yeah. be, be doing know, it the and, best, wouldn't and, they? And he's been researched it and we've invested in it for a long time and essentially since Richard Hyde's been CEO, he's had five coups Five coups in Mali. Five coups uh, Sorry, Burkina. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and, and that's, you know, and that's a cracking project. Cracking if you project. Look, they, they were the lowest um, all-in-cost producer. They're just you know, generating, you know, huge cash flow. They put out their um, just their first, um, first half result the other day, um, generating great cash. They built the project 100% debt finance, which is a, you know, which was huge. They repaid yeah. that within a year. Um, he's now been able to get a second project, which takes them from sort of 220,000 ounces to 400,000 ounces. And because he's done it before, the market will back him, you know, yeah. and go, you know, he's now, you know, he's, he's grown that company from nothing to a $1.3 billion company. But, but so, it's just part of doing business in Africa. It's part of doing business. So it's a coup. You, just, you get on with it. It's yep. It heightened when it happens and it starts to dissolve yeah. over time. But, and, but it's fair to say we do monitor, you know, the portfolio's geographical uh, risk Absolutely. Yep. and you know so we'll only apportion so much money to Africa and yep. we're only going to back good people and, and good projects yeah, as Andy absolutely. said so uh, it's something that we monitor uh, just to make sure that your uh, exposures don't get out of whack mm. so uh, yeah. you know if we were to take on another significant position uh, in Africa at the moment it would probably be at the detriment of another African holding yep. and yeah, also so if there's majors operating in country already you want to make sure that there's a, t you know, if we were in there for something to be built to be taken out, then you've obviously got a natural, you know, acquirer yeah. of the asset. So yeah, but, but being a pioneer in Africa is, is pretty not, hard. Mm. Yeah. yeah, you so, know, you got to. It's um, yeah, there's lots of uh, and trying to monitor it from Australia. So yeah. the easy thing is for your valuation, you increase the discount rate and all that. So that's a an overlay, but then it comes down to more that sort of uh, qualitative, um, you know, the people involved, have they got a track record, mm. yep. how long are they, you know, it, it, it's, I, I, and there's some guys that will say, you know, some of our best companies say, hey, we, 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 we are not going to go to Africa because we do not have that skill set yeah. to operate there. We are purely domestic. That's our strong, you know, skill set. If you look at something like a Capricorn's presentation at Diggers, you know, what do we do well? Open pit WA. Yeah. yeah, and that's and I actually watched um I watched Capricorns as yeah. well, but actually watched um West Africans diggers presentation yeah. as well, and they said for Kiaka they said we've just used the exact same model we yeah. did, and we're just it's doing it again. We've done it before, yeah. and and still had the Absolutely. vision of going yeah. to hopefully six hundred with another project yeah. as well. So and, they're definitely looking to. And grow. it's interesting that you know countries we wouldn't go. I mean. Um, well, DRC you wouldn't go. <sighs> DRC hard for have mm. to be exceptional. What about BNG? 
Is that hard as well? I mean, mean, Indonesia, I sort of personally had a bad experience with, would be. Philippines, you wouldn't go. it's it's yeah it's it's each project, but South Africa's hard. South Africa's hard. South we, Africa's hard. Yeah. We had one investment there, and we, you know we we sold it, and that was four years of pain. Yeah. So. Yeah, but um, you, you never say never, but it, it's probably got to be you know to go those countries you want multiple returns. <laughs> you know to, to to take on that risk. Yeah. You know it all comes down to risk reward yep. ultimately, isn't it? You know, so if you are going to put a dollar into that, you like to see maybe five x over. You know, yes, three years. Absolutely. Yeah, like with copper being um, coming to the forefront, what about yep. like South America as a landscape? If you invest internationally in those companies, oh. there well, still we're a in lot Brazil. We're in Brazil. We're in Centaurus and Nickel. Um, you know, Oz have gone into Brazil through Avanco, so that doesn't scare us. But you know, we were in Ecuador for a while. But you want um, advanced projects, you know, you want advanced early projects, stage yeah. exploration. Yeah. You want to see something yeah. that's, you know, yeah. got the yeah. people and project behind it that can so, go all the way. Yeah, so yeah. something like Centaur is probably interesting because Darren mm. Gordon's been in, country, you know, they've been in Brazil for 10 years. Yeah. You know, and they originally started as an iron ore. Iron ore play, yeah. Iron ore play. And then they got, you know, because they were in country, got this project off Valley and did a, did a ground swap with one of their copper you know, a copper, a copper tenement and, you know, now that that's a company maker. You know, they've taken that, you know, it's going to be probably 800,000 tonnes of contained nickel at the moment. They've, yep. done, a, they've done a feasibility. Um, you know, they're targeting production by, you know, calendar year 25 sort yeah. of thing. So, yeah. um, you know, you've got to look at all these opportunities and then ultimately, you know. It, Does the risk it, match the reward, re- essentially? Yeah, and, yeah. And, and do you back the management of that? To, to be able to deliver what they're saying, you know. So how long will they spend over in country? Yep. You know, what have they been to the country before? It's all great going, you know, like the number of presentations, you know, you have from people in different countries in Africa going, oh, oh you know, we're, 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 you know, this is the Switzerland of Africa, you know. And yeah. just- well, you know, it's, it's the irony is like we put, we invested in Tanzania five years ago and you would have said in the last two decades, Tanzania was the place to be in Africa. It was a standout in terms yep. of mining. Yep. And then they had a uh, Magnafoli, John Magnafoli came to power, changed everything. Yep. So then that's just changed. He passed away yeah. uh, from COVID a year and a half ago. Now it's back on an even footing. But you would have said you'd make that investment every day of the week. Yeah. So you go through these cycles where it does change. Yeah. You know, so. Apologies to Russia for not asking about you, but I think we know the answer there. This is a long one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the afternoon slot. Um, <laughs> drive. The drive. There's a drive. <laughs> drive. Well, next one. We now, now I've got the keg working again. We're, um, We're we'll have the next one at uh, my joint. Yeah, well, speaking, I just got it working this morning right. at 10.30, so I was yeah. on the beer. Did you have a drink? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, bloody oath. Um, right, last question. Callum O'Neill, given the people resources constrained, have we seen extended timeframes, costs for PFS, DFS works? Uh, that are making it more difficult for developing companies or do they need to go for bigger raises to protect themselves? Uh, yeah, uh, yes, in, in, in simple terms. There's no doubt that we're, you know, the inflation cycle we're in at the moment, things are costing a hell of a lot more uh, and and then it's a match between um, dilution for existing shareholders and um, yeah. how much debt you're willing to take on for some of these projects. Um, so, uh, but if you're a small, you know, uh, uh, you know we're a firm viewer of, Believer that if the you know if the market is open, then companies should be yeah. if they've got a good project, you know, should be raising money. All corps a good example. Yep. Tico's talking about Tanzania before uh, they just came out with their DFS this week, and uh, you know, talking of cost inflation, um, you know, the uh, capex on that project four seventy four US uh, million. 
Now that's probably up from you know fifteen two, two, twenty. Two, oh, 287, but includes yeah. one hundred and ten million in pre-production mining yeah. sort yep. of thing. Yeah, So yep. like for like basis yep. is probably up. You're right. You know, yeah. 30 percent sort and, of thing. Yeah. yeah. So it's 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 an ongoing issue, and and you know, dead right. You, you have to raise more money to fund these things, but you know, you still want to see projects being developed. So you want to see them going through the PFS DFS stage. Um, and uh, it's going to be more expensive to do business. I think, I think it is coming to a bit of a peak and possibly yeah. going the other way, like the yep. vibe in. I know it's any mining market is an indicator, but I know just a couple of projects are starting to shut down, a couple of contracts, like say, like De Groos has finished up. Like yeah, yeah sure. Walloon is. Um, Yep, in it, so that's in, injecting yeah, a lot of operators yep. back in. That's just yep. in the underground mining market. So yeah, 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 you I can can't. imagine mining. Yeah, um, holistically, um, it doesn't take many more many people to get thrown back into the system to drop wages and and everything. So, yep. pretty much we're on the back foot now. So <laughs> I'll, I'll be holding on to my pay rise. They're not fucking taking that off me. <laughs> thanks very much, lads. All much good. Appreciate oh, thanks, it. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. All the best, buddy. <laughs>